Welcome to Answer the Call. I'm Kelsey Kemp, a career coach specialized in helping Christians discern their callings and land jobs or even start businesses that allow you to fulfill it because I firmly and biblically believe that you have been appointed to a specific role within creation and it's time that we step into our stations as God works through us to answer that prayer. Make it be on earth as it is in heaven. In this season, you'll hear me address the 10 biggest questions we have about our callings week by week. And if you'd like to skip ahead and get all 10 episodes with four plus hours of audio lessons and a 27 page guide to accompany this series with all the scriptural references you'll hear me mention in this episode, as well as the written responses. If you're more of a visual learner rather than an auditory one, the guide will definitely be your friend, as well as a lot of recommended additional materials if you want to dive deeper. So you can get all of that at kelseykemp.com slash module one. That's right. You could skip ahead. You don't have to wait for this series to come out week by week. Everything is waiting for you right now at kelseykemp.com slash module one. Uh, and that's the number one, not spelled out one. But you might be thinking, why Why is it kelseykim.com slash module one? And that's because this series was actually initially created for the members of the Calling Academy, which is my signature course, helping you clarify your unique purpose and find that job or that business idea that God is calling you into to fulfill it. And these 10 episodes, as you'll hear, are actually included in the first module of that course, along with that guy. That I mentioned, which I want everyone to be able to freely and openly access and get their hands on because I firmly believe this is information that is timely and needed to embolden the body of Christ to step into our unique roles that are appointed for each of us to serve in. So, will you join me in spreading this encouragement? I'm serious about that and asking you to join me. As you listen, I pray that the Lord brings to mind the faces of people you think need need to hear this as well. As that happens, and I trust it will, would you text this episode to them? Similarly, if you think your friends or your whole church actually, or your small group or community group, whatever you call it, would benefit from this whole series, please share it with them by sharing that whole link, which is the kelseykemp.com slash module one, so they could just access it all at once and all in one really pretty place. It took a long time to design that actually. <laughs> um, and you could use that along with the 10 episodes and the written guide as even a small group curriculum or um, a guided experience to talk through and initiate conversation on. All right, now let's dive into today's question. All right, this is a juicy one. I freaking love this question so much, I think, because I uh, I think it just gives so much life to disband it or the myths behind it. So the question is, does physical material or quote secular work really matter? Or put in other ways, a couple other ways that I commonly receive this question is, doesn't God just call people to ministry or overtly Christian or charity, like do good kind of work and nonprofits, while the rest of us are just supposed to use our work to support those people who are actually doing good things? And we support them maybe just by cutting them a check, 
because we earn all the money in these like gross corporate jobs or um, am I really only supposed to see my work as valuable to the extent that I could tie it to that ministry overtly Christian or do good work uh, picture in your head? You know, maybe if you're in, um, if you're a software engineer and you're thinking, well, I guess since I helped, for instance, develop Zoom, then I guess someone is probably using this for a good thing to be able to connect with people to share the gospel. And oh my goodness, uh, I can't wait to show you that your physical work has so much more tangible goodness in and of itself and tangible dignity. It is not a means to an end, but an end that in and of itself that is beautiful to the Lord. But first, before I go into um, what the Bible says about all those things to answer that question, um, another way that I hear this question asked is, if I feel drawn to a regular business job, for example, or like a quote, regular normal job, does that mean I don't have a calling from God or a real ministry? Like essentially, um, are true callings just for the few? And is it that dramatic story of like, I was called to Africa for ministry work? Actually, I'm going to answer this more in the next guide or uh, the next audio clip um, where I talk about our true callings just for the special few while the rest of us have to do normal or mundane work. I'll talk more about that. But yeah, those are a couple ways that I hear this question expressed. So here's where I think this notion might be coming from. I think it has been long long seated in our culture, even back to before the Reformation. Um, it was overtly taught by the church that only special Christians or only um, Christians received, yeah, yeah, like it was a select few that received a calling and that was only to overt ministry positions within the church related to the following roles that are explicitly mentioned within Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And they actually really, in pre-Reformation times before Martin Luther really came in and um, swung his big axe to like cut down that myth and bring the fuller picture to pass. Um, but before that, they really just stuck to callings are only for people who God chooses to carry out these direct quote, ministry positions. But then in the Reformation, Luther banished this idea that a calling only led you to serve directly in the church because God actually made it clear in his very first words, as we talked about, if you listened to the clip right before this, when, where I was talking about, isn't sharing the gospel the only thing that really matters? I was busting that myth. Um, I highlighted quite a few times Genesis chapter 1 verses uh, 26 through 28 and that's where God calls everyone to care 
he's like, what's spiritual? Like actually in the whole of the Old Testament, the word spiritual doesn't exist. We directly receive a calling to care for the physical earth and its material nature. Um, because in and of itself, it is spiritual. It comes from God who is spiritual. And um, so anyway, and in the Reformation, Luther also really highlighted actually um looking at the Lord's prayer where God, or sorry, Jesus from his own mouth says, give us this day, our daily bread. He tells us to ask the Lord to give us our daily bread. And of course we first might think of that as spiritual sustenance, which is important and true, but what else is important and true? physical bread so that we could even have a body to contain our spirit or our souls. And God uses, like he answers that prayer. He gives you your daily bread, not only by giving you the fields and land and the way he created nature to work so that if you put seeds in the ground, they turn into wheat, but especially in this modern era, he uses, he answers that prayer that he told us to pray by giving us farmers, by giving us delivery trucks, by giving us bakeries, and even um, knives that were created so that we could cut the bread and eat it on a plate. And so all of this is so important. And if you would like a biblical example directly of how God explicitly mentions that he ordains these, quote, earthly professions. Um, Here's one. It's so cool to just see. No, calling is not a word that is directly related only to ministry positions. We even see this in Romans 13 verses 1 through 7, where it's giving the example of how God ordains um, us to be ministers for his good. Like you are in ministry and he's talking about people who are in government positions. How cool is that? So let me read it in Romans 13 verses 1 through 7. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for the, and I love that. Let every soul be subject to governing authorities. Everything is intertwined, spiritual and physical. I think even God, I heard it said when I was reading, um, John Mark Comer's book, Garden City, which I highly recommend to anyone. It was so profound. He said, it was kind of funny. I think if you said to Jesus, uh, aren't we supposed to do spiritual work? Um, and, and maybe in response to being asked to do some like quote physical task, I think Jesus would be like, huh, what do you mean? This is all, it all matters. But anyway, So it's all intertwined and we see that in this very first sentence. So it says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except for God, except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you, um, do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same for he is God's minister for your good. 
to you for good. Sorry. It says, for he is God's minister to you for good. Wow. God really, in his goodness, appoints some of us to be in offices of government, just like it is good for him to appoint some of us to be farmers and good for some of us to be in tech or um, counseling as well as in the church. It is all equal and we serve as the body of Christ in this way. So anyway, let me continue. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you pay taxes for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due taxes, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs are due, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Um, Man, maybe that's really good for all of us to read around tax season, especially small business owners that are like, self-employment taxes are no joke, but God ordains them. Anyway, um, so um, isn't that so special? It says actually three times in just this little chunk You cannot escape that you are God's minister, no matter if you are appointed as, like it said in the Ephesians passage that um, we're so prone to glorify over the Romans passage, but you are appointed as God's minister if you are a pastor or an evangelist or a prophet or apostle, just as you are God's minister if you are appointed to government or some other, quote, um, secular or material role. And you cannot uh, say that it's meaningless or only to serve, um, like I'm only in government to somehow help, like it's a means to the end to do the actual good work. No, uh-uh. it literally says right here, do what is good. Um, wait a no. for he is God's minister to you for good. And that, that is just so cool. God's goodness is displayed through these, quote, secular roles. And so you have no lesser calling if you are called, like me, to do kind of overtly Christian work where I get to talk a lot about the Bible and the gospel through the lens of this particular facet of our lives, our careers, or and it's no less if you are called to be an artist or a baker whatsoever. So it's truly time to lose the spiritual and secular titles that we slap on jobs, even subconsciously, and instead realize that all types of work are a form of ministry redeeming the earth physically, materially, emotionally, intellectually, artistically, and yes, even spiritually as to as much wholeness as we could possibly muster in this fallen world until the day that God completes the work he asked us to steward until the day he comes back. And also, let, now that I'm on that point, Oh my gosh, let me just say, I think another statement that gets thrown around that really sponsors this idea that material or regular physical work doesn't matter as much as the quote spiritual is this kind of flippant statement that we say, oh, it's all going to burn anyway, right? Have you ever heard a Christian say that? Um, As if to allude to the fact that, you know, the whole earth, it doesn't matter. It's going to be burnt up in the end of days. And then I will be taken up to heaven. The the material does not matter. When that actually 
is such a lie. I don't know where people got that. It is not true. So the earth is not getting scrapped. It is getting redeemed. We are not going, quote, up there to heaven. We're actually staying down here. If you read Revelation, which is such an incredible book in the Bible, it actually says in chapter 21, towards the end of the book, it says that the holy city is coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And the new Jerusalem is actually what heaven is called. And it is made on earth. Oh my gosh. And and Jesus says, it says, and he who is seated on the throne, who was seated on the throne said, which is Jesus, behold, I am making all things new. So it's not getting scrapped, it's getting made new. And also we see Jesus himself say in Mark chapter 9, verse 41, Truly I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. You are literally building up and storing up your future, your treasures in heaven, every time you do anything in his name, yes, quote, even, I don't like that word, but even physical work. So uh, like to the extent of someone um, creating a cup and digging a well so that it could be filled and offered as sustenance or help um, to others. And when you do that in God's name, you will certainly, Jesus himself says, you will certainly not lose your reward. Hi, that kind of sounds like it matters. If we're talking like the original question, does uh, like material work really matter? How are we even measuring that? God is saying you will actually receive a reward because of it. So it kind of sounds like he's in some sense, like um, measuring our success based on the way that we dignify and realize the purpose he gave us in all types of work no matter its nature or manifestation, as long as it is done in his name and it is honoring to him. So also, let me just say that deep down, I, oh man, I just get so riled up because I think it is just the most freeing, exciting thing to see how much God dignifies whatever you are called to. So if you are really feeling called to be an artist or to be a business owner or to help people, more people get the experience of riding horses, all of that, oh my goodness, it is dignified. It is dignified and you do not have to sit there right now and question whether or not that's really a calling or it really matters or if you really should just um, selfishly pursue that thing that you th- that has been put on your heart and you should, uh, so you could, um, I guess, just do the permissible work of using that money or using your resources Uh, that you get from that selfish work to further the gospel, which really matters when no, your work in and of itself is good when done uh, for the glory of the Lord. And what glorifies him? Continuing his act of creating, cultivating potential, creating culture, creating a city. I just love that in Genesis, we see that it started with a garden in Revelation. We're told that we are going to end with a city, the new Jerusalem. That is what heaven is. Heaven actually isn't the garden. God always intended it to grow, expand technology and society to evolve 
our population to grow. He said, rule, fill, subdue the earth, multiply. He loves this stuff, okay? And all of that is good. So anyway, um, also, so what I was going to say before I got off on that point is that um, our hearts even testify to the truth of what I'm sharing in, in that spiritual and material work both matters because there, <laughs> there's a reason why we joke about having like an incredible scoop of ice cream in the heat of July on an afternoon. We joke about, oh, that was a religious experience. This is not a misnomer. Like it comes as no surprise that in Romans chapter one, verse 20, it states that for since the creation of the world, God God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature nature have clearly been seen, being understood from what has been made. So people are without excuse to know him. Essentially, it's saying not one person on earth is without excuse and also without hope that they could know their creator because even, it doesn't even just say what um, that creation testifies of him. We all kind of get that picture maybe of a mountain or a forest or a sunset. And we think, wow, God, I'm so small and you're so big. And this is amazing. But actually it says for whatever is made and God calls us to continue his work of being makers. And so even that person who, oh my gosh. So like what I'm saying is the, the person who, for me, created the, and engineered the BMW i8 and <laughs> like Vivaldi, who created um, that famous orchestral piece, uh, Winter. Both of those witnessing like the i8 peel down the street honestly gives me the same sensation, maybe even more so of like, wow, God, that's incredible. Um, as I get when I watch a sunset and that is ordained and it is good and it all like redeemed work. It testifies to God's nature. It that's incredible. That is so incredible. And honestly, it like to an extent, it doesn't even matter if the person who created um, the BMW i8 that I'm going off about was a Christian or not because of common grace and the fact that whether or not that person knows God, they were created in his image. It is a travesty if they do not know that. And there are consequences to that for sure. But God in his common grace, in his extending mercies towards everyone still allows us to know more about God as we go through life being his image bearers, even if unintentionally, because God works all things to the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose, which is just remarkable. So I will cut myself off, although I just, oh, I rejoice in this topic so much. God is just so gracious to give us dignity in the extreme diversity of our callings. Um, but just to close out, I wanted to say not to belabor the point, but I think I'm definitely belaboring the point. Just <laughs> how would you even get to read the Bible like, or a pastor get to read the Bible on a pulpit if many, many lifetimes had not been spent 
cult like which accumulated to the invention of the printing press to the woodwork of the podium to the engineering of the microphone and it all is this endless loop and the physical and the spiritual all intertwine and they all matter so do your part and do not judge what part it is oh that reminds me of the passage about the body of christ you are not to judge the fact or diminish the fact that you're a pinky or an eye or a hand or the head or whatever it's only your job to show up for that part and to dignify that work all right because god sure does dignify that work okay wow i hope that you enjoyed this um and that it blessed you. God is so gracious. All right. Bye. All right. What did you think? Do you have any follow-up questions? Because if so, you could always DM me on Instagram at Kelsey underscore the called career. Happy to continue this conversation with you about this important question that we started addressing today in this episode. So also don't forget that you could go ahead. All 10 episodes are waiting for you at kelseykemp.com slash module one, the number one. That link is also in the show notes. Always the links I mentioned are always down below in the little show notes section. So you could hit that and go ahead and download all 10 episodes for free along with the uh, whole accompanying guide with the written responses to each of these questions if you're more of a, a fast reader and a skimmer or if you would like to also see all of the scriptural references that I mentioned and the additional resources that I referenced within this episode. You could get all of that again at kelseycamp.com slash module one, no dashes, just module one. And also, guess what? I added a really fun new section to my website, kelseykemp.com slash free. It's also in the main navigation. So that free tools section, go ahead and hit that. And you could see all of the free resources I've created for other areas of your professional development and helping you clarify your calling uh, and get on the road to either getting a job or starting that business that really is going to allow you to fully and boldly live out your calling for the glory of God and the good of others. So lots of stuff waiting for you over at KelseyKemp.com. As for this episode, if again, if the people, I'm not, actually, I don't want to say if, I really trust that the Lord has answered my prayer and brought some people to mind that you think would be highly encouraged, edified, and emboldened by this episode. Um, for that, for those people that you're thinking of, I'm just going to remind you to text this episode to them saying, hey, I was thinking of you. What do you think about this? Let's start a conversation about it. So text this link to them um, and get very, very important conversations started to encourage each other together to go step up to the plate, go stand in the stations that we're called to serve in for the glory of God and the good of others. All right. This wouldn't be a proper outro, would it? If I didn't also ask for your partnership through a quick rating, it literally only takes one click if you're on Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star review and a quick uh, review through a written review just by leaving a couple words. It doesn't have to be fancy at all. Truly, it matters and it counts and it helps you actually join in this mission with me hand in hand to spread the word of God and information to help people 
people step into their callings. This stuff matters and I so appreciate each of you who have actually even left multiple reviews. I've got some homies in this audience <laughs> that really I'm so grateful for your support. All right, I'll see you next week for our next episode in this season five about the 10 biggest questions that we have about our callings.